So we're live. Here we go then, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the co-army share their thoughts on all things town. Hope you all had a good week. And um, as I said at the start, we are live and welcome to the first Kings of Anglia Fan Social live show. If you're listening on audio, hello as well. I hope you're having a good dog walk, good drive to work, whatever you're doing. Uh, but we are live on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be discussing all things town, as I said. Um, the big kickoff is fast approaching. To think it's this Sunday, town play their first championship game in four years. Can't wait for it. Um, but enough about me. Let's bring in the two gentlemen that is joining me. Thanks for everyone for joining live, as I said already. Let's bring in the first of the three bearded wonders on this podcast, which um, I'll have to admit, this man coming in right now has got a better beard out of all of us. And that is good old Tom Baines. Bainesy. Come in, my friend. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. Very honoured to be uh, to be part of part of history and the the first uh, first ever live show. So yeah, really excited uh, for tonight. Really excited for the start of the season. Um, it's weird because it feels like ages since we got promoted from League One, but at the same time, it seems to have gone quite quite quick as uh, quite quick as well. So yeah, buzzing to be here and buzzing to be back in the championship this weekend. Top man, top man. And um, I was hoping this was, I won't have any teething issues, but I have already because um, I sent the wrong links to both Baines and Peachy. So they were on another link for an old fan social from probably weeks and months ago. Um, so I was sitting here in the green room just waiting for them. And I was like, oh God, they're not here. I was panicking. But Baines is here and Peachy is here. Another man with a lovely beard, donning the away kit. Peachy, come in, my friend. How are you? Um, very well, thank you. Ever the professional, Roscoe, yourself, you know, send us one link, then another. But the main thing is we're here. Like I say, there's three beautiful beards on show, but obviously the man in the top right, well, top right that way, whichever way. Absolutely stunning. But yeah, it's been a good summer. It's actually gone real quick, actually. Now, I've seen, it's weird, it seems ages since the exit or the Fleetwood game. And like I say, it's literally just crept up on us. And like I say, first game Sunday, absolutely buzzing. Bring it on, that's what I say. Yeah, bring it on. And um, as I said, I want to get as many viewers involved in this. Um, so let's say hello to the viewers. Um, we've got Jumpster. Big shout out to him, part of the KOA Posse. Um, evening, breaking new ground. We have done some live shows before, um, but we're going to try to do more now just to get some more interaction with you guys um, because you make this show. Um, you listen to it. You engage in all the content. So um, welcome. Uh, Harry, big shout out to you. I saw you, of course, at the Open Day um, yesterday. It was good chatting with you. Um, he says, evening, Ross, Bainsey and Peachy. I've added that. Uh, great to be on game day yesterday. Really enjoyed it. It was great to have you on. We've got Lasty, of course, the FIFA um, content creator, which is town fan as well. Welcome, evening, Roscoe. Bono, of course, is here. He's got two um, uh, questions here, or two little statements. Bainsey, your beard with a love heart, and then Peachy, pretty in orange. So uh, big shout out that. Uh, we've got Nikolai, all the way from New York, coming in as well. So um, big shout out to you, Nikolai. Um, and also Philip as well, um, evening. And uh, who's looking forward to Sunderland trip? I am, my friend, but not at 5pm on a Sunday. But anyway, enough of that. We'll get on to Sunderland shortly. Um, but there we go then. A bit of admin done. Um, of course, get involved in the comments down below. The big question on the pod today, which we'll get on shortly, is where will town finish in the championship? But for that, another thing to talk about, of course, is squad numbers. Now, I'm row 50-50 boys on this. I don't care, but I do care, if that makes sense. That's a standard Roscoe thought. Um, I somewhat care on who's wearing number seven, who's wearing number 10, who's number one. Um, I don't want no one wearing number 90, which a lot of Italian clubs do. 
Uh, but we did see the squad numbers drop this week. And I'm going to bring them up now. I'm going to get Bainsey and Peachy's thoughts. Get involved in the comments as well. Share your thoughts on it. Um, not many changes, of course, because uh, a lot of players are set in stone now, aren't they? They're really set in stone. Uh, but Harry Clark is our new number two, re replacing Richard Keogh. Uh, then Kieran Slicker, number 13, who's replacing Joel Coleman with that number. Standard goalkeeper number. Jack Taylor, new signing, has got number 14, uh, which is, I think is a perfect number for him. He suits number 14, as I said before. It looks like a footballer with the tattoos, the haircut, and now he's got the squad number. Perfect. Amari Hutchinson's number 20, uh, which is, I think is a good number, replacing Matt Penny. Uh, and that's the last person wearing that number. So, uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Uh, George Hurst has remained 27, which I think suits him as well. Um, and then Nathan Broadhead. That's another thing we're going to get onto. 33. I thought he would change that, but it is what it is. But anyway, boys, I'm rambling on here. I'm going through all, literally all the numbers now. But Bainsey, question first before you talk about the squad numbers. Do you care? To an extent. I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to squad numbers. You may remember, I think it was a couple of seasons ago where Burnley had a starting 11 that was 1 through 11 and that that sort of thing makes you very happy. Um, yeah, I I like squad numbers to an extent, like you said. Um, I think as long as there's not any like really silly numbers or players, you know, um, with you know numbers that shouldn't be fair position, they can take whatever numbers they can get. I guess Broadhead taking him as an example. If you're superstitious in any way and you've had a really good end to the season, a certain number, you might think like, yeah, I want to keep that number. It might bring me a bit of luck. You know, any sort of edge you can give yourself in your head. Um, and then, you know, Harry, Harry Clark's the other other big one. He's got a proper proper defender's number, the correct number now as well for uh, for right back as well. Um, Kieran Slicker, number 13. That's a nice number for, for a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I I don't really know what what else to add add past that because there's there's lots of lots of um lots of players remain the same. Ed Sheeran, I guess the talking point that's what the third third season is remaining number seventeen doesn't bother me in the slightest. I know there's lots of people who will say that he shouldn't be there etc because he's not a player, but I just think he gives so much to the club. The least we can do is is that sort of thing. You know, it's it's just a, a token gesture. It doesn't mean anything, but it's an it's a nice nice thing for him. I'll, I'll I'll be prepared to for you to argue the case against on that one. I guess I just like number seventeen as well. I think it's a nice number, so I think someone deserves it who's playing. But um, yeah, it's, it's a nice gesture just to give it to um, you know, the front of shirt sponsor and of course the town fan that is Ed Sheeran. Um, I think the last person I can think of had number seventeen. Maybe Keenan Bennett's maybe had it. I know Kevin Brew had it once upon a time as well. Um, trying to Dean Bowditch. Dean Bonet, Peachy, yeah, you, you can go more down. I'm, I'm, I'm done at Kevin <laughs> Brew now. I don't know. But um, Peachy. Squad numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, I'm just going to quickly check the chat, see what. I know Bono's a big fan of squad numbers. I know you are, my friend. And definitely, if someone's got out of position, um, for a while, of course, Sam Morsey had 55 because he could be wanted oh. five. But now, of course, he is number five. Um, and he continues with that. Uh, but let's bring up the squad numbers again, Peachy. Um, talk about it, your thoughts as a whole. Um, not as I said, not many changes really. Um, it didn't probably didn't need to change much. Um, but any any thoughts on it? Um, I'm like Baines, I care about, it and I don't. Well, when the squad numbers come out, you know the season getting closer. But I'm again like traditionalist. Like Sam Morse is number five. He should play in centre back. That makes you know. What I mean, I'm I'm a very one to eleven man as well because like, I remember watching Ipswich in like the old Division One, whereas literally your team was one to eleven. But um, and also. Any number above 
39 is a top number for me. If you get into your 40s, I'm, like I say, just I'm not too keen. I mean, I know Genoa's there, but he is the GOAT, so he's allowed to. But yeah, like I say, Broadhead not changing. That surprised me a little bit. You know, what, thir number 33. I mean, Elkin Baggett's obviously got a squad number this year as well, 26, but it's rumoured he's going out on loan. But yeah, say so it's just like squad numbers are squad numbers for me, but as long as, like I say, with Ed Sheeran, I don't, that doesn't bother me either. I mean, he doesn't turn up training, so but he brings enough money into the club, doesn't he? I don't really get, you know, he can have number seventeen. We're like, he helps us sell shirts, puts money in the club. What's the problem? But yeah, any squad number above thirty-nine for me, no. Because I think was it um, Asamoa Gian? It was at Sunderland. He wore number three and he was playing up front. I'm like, get left back, son. Get left back. That's where you should be. Not a front where number. Clint Dempsey as well, who's number two, wasn't he? For yeah. someone, was it Fulham or I can't remember who? Yeah, get Fulham, right back. Yeah. Get right back. That's where you should be with that number. And was it um, Rui Patricio at Wolves, war number 11? Get on the left wing. Goalkeeper. Yeah. 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 Goalkeeper numbers 1, 13, 21. That's it. And is it Nick Hayes? He got 32. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. he's 32. And Vaglag yeah. Lanky, but something, something <laughs> yeah. he's 31, of course. Um, but yeah, we could be here all day. I know some people will just go through it all and go, okay, yeah, right position. Oh, no, wrong position. Um, but once again, I think we all know when the season's fast approaching, when we've had an open day, squad numbers get released, and we're like, here we go then. Every tick is now off. Um, I think the final thing is basically um, McKenna's press conference and just all the build-up for the game. So, um, so there we go. Squad numbers in the bag. Uh, that's really it. I think, um, Mike D hello, my friend. He said, Andy Carroll, uh, wore number two for Reading last season. Um, he said, get in the bin basically because yeah, he's a striker and number two doesn't. Yeah. Once again, that could be another feature for another day, like different squad numbers, st ridiculous squad numbers, different positions. But, uh, as I said, we could be here all day, but, um, there we go then boys. Now let's segue then. On to something that is very important, and that is where will Town finish in the championship? And uh, I've already said on the main pod, I think 10th is where Town will finish, which I think is realistic. And I think it's not a bad first you know, position getting promoted back to the championship. Um, some people will disagree. Some people will agree. Some people will be thinking, come on, Ross, be more positive. But I think 10th's fine. But um, Bainsey, throw it over to you. What do you reckon then and why? So I've I've gone with with tenth, and I think that's that's fairly sort of respectable. I think last, if you're looking at last year, I think the general consensus was the standard of the championship wasn't perhaps as good as previous years. But as you look at this year, and it's the number of really really strong opposition is is quite significant. I mean, you look at the the teams coming down from the the Premier League, the likes of Leicester. Um, they've appointed Maresca as manager, really progressive. He could do really well. He could be like another Vincent company and just tear up the league. You know, you've got Leeds, you've got Southampton, you've got Middlesbrough as well, Sunderland. There'll be lots of teams that are, you know, that are vying for those top two spots and as well the, the playoffs as well. So I think 10th would be would be respectable. I think it would represent, you know, us really attacking the league and having a go. Um, I think the championship probably suits the, the style of play and the, the way we play because obviously... We had a lot of football negativity in League League One and lots of teams with a with a low block, which you know if if you're a small side in League One, that's absolutely that's absolutely fine. If you need to do that, I've got no no offence to to you doing that. There's lots of Championship teams who like to play football that suits us well, that opens things up. 
you know, works with our passing game, play from the play from the back. Um, yeah, I think tenth would be a really, really good, solid start back to championship life, and then look to to progress on next year. Um, yeah, and obviously if we could get six points against them up the road, all all the better. Um, but yeah, I th- I think tenth I'd be happy. Anything other than that, fantastic. Well done, successful season. Okay then. Oh, that's my other question, and also get in the chat about this. Uh, will we beat those up the road, home and away? Um, Peach, I'll get onto that in a sec with you. But um, mm-hmm. just going to get some more comments. Uh, Philip's gone sick for me, so playoff playoff spot there. Um, Andy, good old Andy White, welcome to the show, my friend. Definitely will be top half, which is good to hear. Harry's gone sick place, sticking with my prediction from game day. Yes, my friend. Jubster's gone top half. We showed towards the back end of last season, it was championship team in League One. Definitely after the Burnley game and the Rotherham game. We beat Rotherham um, 4-1 at Portland Road, of course, in the FA Cup. Um, Phillips gone. Uh, most fans will have town between 7th and 10th, uh, which I think is not too bad. Uh, Harvey Sweetwell's Prince is here. Evening, folks. Welcome to the show, my friend, all the way from good old Wales. Uh, but Peachy, you've had time to think now. Where would town finish in the championship then? Um, right. I remember... After the exit of game on game day, I said we'd be playoffs. But let's rewind that. I was very high emotion. I was very excited. I had a few, um, should we say, alcoholic beverages before the game. So that probably clouded my vision. But I think, probably not. I think we'll finish ninth. Hope ninth. But anyway, in the top top half is good for me. Because as I've been listening to other podcasts and obviously the main pod, you, you forget the teams who are in this league. Like Southampton are going to be, should be strong. Leeds, dare I say it, with Farker in charge, he is a good manager. And I can see him getting them going. Leicester, as Baines has already said. I totally forgot about Middlesbrough with Carrick. They were, you know, they were very unlucky in the playoffs. He's got them playing some very good football. You've got Coventry, who are just an absolute, <clears throat> they're a team of workers. And was they only missed out in the playoff final last year. And again, like uh, Alex, or was it Stu, sorry, mentioned like you've got Swansea. And I say it's just it's such a stronger league this year. But if we can get top half, I think that's that's good. I think we may get a bit of a slow start as well. I hope I'm wrong. We also got Sunderland up there as well, haven't we? So a lot of teams just gone up my head. But yeah, a top half finish. I think we'll finish hopefully around ninth. But I say it will. It'll be more of a, a bit like last season. We'll have a stronger finish. But what will help us, as Bainsy said as well, teams will try and play football against us. They won't, like I say, stick 11 men, the bus, the away fans behind the ball, try and block us. So, because it showed against when we played Burnley in the FA Cup, that was a great game of foot for a nil-nil. The home leg was a great game to watch. And no respect to Rotherham, beating them 4-1. You know, they're, they're not the greatest championship side. That's no respect to them, but there's a lot of stronger teams. So, yeah, bring it on, as I keep saying. I am... Um... I was I was surprised at the number of different kind of media outlets predicting mm. us to be top top six. Um, I don't know whether it's because we've all been burned before and perhaps we're a bit bit pessimistic, but there was there was loads. I mean, I think four four two predicted us fifth. Um, not the top twenty predicted us. I think in top six, um, second tier predicted us up there as well. The bookies as well. I think we we're four to one at one point to. To, to gain promotion it's, it's bonkers and I think it just shows how much 
you know, outside of the Ipswich bubble is, is looking at us and yeah. is really impressed with what we're doing and the structure we're putting in place and the, the tools we're giving to a to a clearly exceptional manager, the youngest manager in the championship next season in, in Kieran Kieran McKenna. So I think we've got all the ingredients to have a really, really good really, really good good season. Um yeah, we might start slow, but I think as Peachy said you pick up a few results in the championship. It was so tight towards the top end last year. A few results go your way and you, you swing, you know, three, four places again. So yeah, it's, it's, it's so exciting. This it's, it's nice to go into a season this excited and not think like it's another season in league one. We really need to yeah. get out of it this year. We can't be in there any longer. This will stunt our growth, et cetera, et cetera. It's really positive to see so many people excited about the season. So many pundits excited and, you know, in, in, in what we're, what we're doing. And it's nice. It's, it's an absolute breath of fresh air. I think as well, when the fixtures were released as well, it sort of dawned on a bit, because no disrespect to clubs in League One, like we look at Shrewsbury, Forest Green, Morecambe, Fleetwood. Then you look at the fixtures, you've got Stoke, West Brom, Watford, Sunderland. You know, like let's get other teams I mentioned, Middlesbrough, Millwall, they're always strong. But like I say, because Baines said, because we've been burnt before, you always have that nagging doubt, in your football brain thinking this could go wrong. It, I don't think it will. I say, cause the, the structure of the club is the best it's been. Well, I think since I've been watching Ipswich town, though it was good under like George Burley and Sheepshanks. And then obviously what happened after that, when we got relegated, but it just feels like we're on the upward curve. We're on a roll. You know, we're like I say, we're like a snow, we're like a snowball effect. We're just rolling and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And I think, it's just like I say, off the pitch is the main thing that's now in place. I think that will benefit us later on in the season. One thing I love, boys, um, I know both of you weren't able to get to open day, but the open day was just the, the, the line, the queue for the, you know, for the women's team was great as well. But for the men, it was just the the, the queue was there. Some people queuing for two to three hours to see these players, which is just a complete change to maybe a few years ago. Um, where you know this was a football club that in decline, and um, you know we did get to League One, but now you know people were just wanting to see all their their heroes basically, and it was just great to see. Um, and that I think that's maybe why pundits are predicting us to do well because we had that amazing run we went on after the Bristol Rovers game, went on that unbelievable run, scoring goals, playing amazing football, um, and to think we still finished second, not eight points, hundred and one goals, just oh, incredible. Um, so yeah, it's I think we just got momentum. Yeah, you don't realise how good that run is until you look back at it. At the time, we were just riding the wave. But when you actually look back at that run, that's, I don't think I'll ever see Ipswich Town do that again. That was unbelievable. It's February, so, wasn't it? If you think February was that Bristol Rovers result and then the end of the season was, what, April or May? It's just like, like, like you say, when you consider it, it's, we, we, probably, we probably won't. It's a weird thing to say, but we probably will never see a run like that again in our, our lifetime or another season like that, that that just went. I mean, I can't imagine League One's going to have another season like that where it's like those three teams with that many points, that that many goals. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how we fare compared to likes of you know Sheffield and 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 Plymouth as well. But I think I think we'll we'll do best in the the two of them because we've got the structure in place. We've done some really solid business already. Hopefully, got a few more, a uh, couple more through the the door the door as well. So everything's in place for us to. To be successful, there's no reason we can't be successful other than our own mentality, our own mindset, and you know, going into the season as, as strong as possible. 
Yeah, bring it on. Peachy, um, segueing back to the old uh, question, are we going to beat those up the road, home and away? It's been a long time. I'm not going to mention the stat because that's not great because uh, we, we all know. Because do you know what? Looking back at the stats the other day, I was like, wow, we actually haven't beaten them even at you know their place for a long time. I was probably 10 years old, which... You know, it's not great for anybody who's maybe older than me, because um, that means you know I'm, I'm a young boy, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long time. But um, two games against them gonna be big ones. Oh, I blooming hope so, because it seems like forever since we've we've beat them. Lot and again, I was a little bit mouthy on the uh, game day after Exeter saying we're coming for them like, up the road. But uh, I've got a mate who's a season to at Norwich, got really well with them, and they are a little bit worried about us because we are in a much better place. So it's not as if I was just here come up switch water steamroll. They are genuinely worried. Oh, I mean, on the Derby Day, the whole week, the build-up, I can't stand it. I just want to get in the ground, get to my seat and be there. Once again, keeps I'm fine, but the whole week, I'm like a nervous wreck. So in some respects, I didn't miss it. I'll be quite honest, that's a bit controversial. That was probably one in ages. But was the last win at Cow Road when Danny Haynes sort of headed it in, so to speak? With his hand. Mm, I think that was a home game. I think that was the home game. I think the last time we met, I think Pablo may have scored. Um, once again, I, I did have a stats for me the other day. 2008? That was a bell in my head. For that's the worrying thing. We we actually can't remember. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. If, if someone think... can quickly find the stat, let us know. I think Actually, I think it's 2006. I think that's how bad it oh, is. Nice. So... I know it's 2009 since, of course, we won at Porton Road. No, actually, bringing the stats up. Let's let's stop. Let's stop now. Let's stop now before we get on any more. Um, Steve's actually saying Norwich games worry me. Uh, Steve Wallace, of course, all the way from Devon. But then you got Philip going. Norwich don't fear me. So different, different sort of thoughts there. Uh, but Steve has gone. The atmosphere at Porton Road will be electric because, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of new fans who have never experienced a derby. McKenna and the players have never experienced it. I'm sure Connor Chaplin, Sam Morsey, Harry Clark, Luke Wolverton, they'll be right up for it, won't they? Um, so, yeah, bring it on. Uh, wasn't it the 3-2? Yes, it was, Mike, for the home game, but we're thinking about the Carrow Road game because, yeah, when Giovanni Dos Santos scored, what a player he was, by the way. Um, of course, Jim Jilton's last game as manager before he uh, got the sack, of course. Um, but we'll have to find a stat of the last time we won at Carrow Road, which has uh, been a long while, but... Let's let's have, let's have a pause here, boys, and stop talking about that um, because we're going to have a little time for some silly stuff uh, before we get into nuts and bolts, of course, of Sunderland. It is to strike, um, and hopefully this goes well. The first ever live Kings of Anglia fan social strike. Normally, um, yeah, it doesn't go well. A bit of a shambles, but I've, I've prepared a bit. Um, so, yeah, bear with me, though, still. Uh, get involved. Get involved in the comments. Um, shout out to Tom Tomlin, who's also joined us. Happy new season, everybody. Happy new season. Um, Baines is going to get some paper quick. He didn't need to, really, but he's gone <laughs> for it anyway. Prepared. <laughs> he's prepared. Um, so that's fine. It's now us time, Peachy, to fill. Um, so comments, let us know your thoughts. Get involved a bit more. Um, I always, and- I love the strike. I love the strike. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you he's do a good, good job, Ross. Blooming good job. Even if it is a shambles sometimes. It's a shambles. It's a shambles. That's, all part of, that's all part of the show, though, isn't it? It's all yeah. part of the show, part of the gimmick. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I actually haven't shouted out our sponsors yet as well. I meant to do it at the start of the show, but I got nervous when, when I hit the live record. I was like, oh, what do I say? But a uh, big shout out to, of course, Manscaped and Ginger Pickle. Um, Tony Southgate and the team will sort you out with all your marketing needs. Well, of course, 
Uh, Manscaped will sort you out with your trimmers, your nose hair, beard, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Paisley, actually, how what's your beard routine? Like, what are you are you using anything or what do you do? I well, funnily enough, my my birthday is this month, and I may I may purchase uh, the Manscaped beard uh, beard trimmer. But I'm I'm a bit like you. Okay, wait. Yep. At the at the moment, I've got my got my uh, barber doing it. I've I've been been treating treating myself, but yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make the step and get one get one next month. I think my beard deserves it, so yeah, we shall see. I'll report okay. back. Nice one, yeah. My barber does mine as well because um, I just I fear that I one day I'll just go <laughs> and I'm like, oh damn it, I've I've <laughs> lost it. I've got to shave it all off, and then you would not see me on videos. You won't see me in person for a few weeks. Um, I'll just sort of say, sorry, Heathy, but I can't do it. I can't go out. So there we go. Um, Jobs has told us the stat, by the way. Um, yeah. It, Danny Haynes did score in that game, actually. The 5th of February, 2006. Jimmy Guan scored. I think he actually scored a free kick in that game, didn't he? Deflected one, I think. Yeah. So it still counts. still counts. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, any goal against them counts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Uh, even own goals. Um, so, yeah. Gary Mason. Yes, yes, that's it, of course. And uh, what's his face? Uh, the, oh, he didn't score. Rob Robert Ullathorn. Yeah, the the you know R- 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 Brian Gunn's air kick. So there we go. Um, well, let's um, jump into then, boys and girls, the strike. As I said, play at home. Get your pens and paper at the ready, and let's see if Baines or Peachy will be crowned king of the strike this week. So let's uh, jump right into. The questions, um, just making sure I've got the answers with me. Um, now, question one is on squad numbers, actually, and it's on Stephen Hunt. Yeah, Stephen Hunt, the Irishman, of course, um, brother of Noel. Um, of course, Noel Hunt also played for us. Uh, he also celebrates his birthday this month, Stephen. Um, actually, he celebrated his birthday on the 1st of August. So, uh, happy belated birthday to good old Stephen Hunt. Uh, now, what squad number did he wear during his time at town? I think Peter's already written it down because he knows. He knows. I think I you think he does? Well, these are options anyway. 12, 16 or 24. So what squad, squad number does Stephen Hunt wear during his time at town? Of course, I think he played two seasons, two and a half seasons at the club. Um, scored one goal, but then got disallowed, of course, at the Southampton game in the FA Cup. Don't know why I remember that. Just That's just random thoughts in my head just now. Um, so there we go. Bainsey, what do you reckon then, my friend? I'm I'm in trouble here. I think twelve as a as a guess. Was he was Stephen Hunt the one with lots of hair? Yes, that's yeah, that, that's the hunt. Yeah. That's the hunt. That hunt yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, as I said uh, in the comments, let us know your answers. Um, but I said to the boys in the green room, no cheating, no looking at the chat. Um, Mike's gone twelve as well, uh, and that is the correct answer. It is twelve. Number twelve is the correct answer. So a point each for Peachy and Bainsey and Mike. Uh, no one else got involved. Until Jobster did, so you get a point as well. But did you? Did he type that before I gave the answer? That's did fine. they Google it? Did they Google they it? Goog- and that as well. No googling. No googling. So there we go. I oh, know I had to Google. I had to Google to get the answers. Um, but I'm allowed to do that because I'm on the host, so that's all good. Now, next question is on Dominic Ball, who uh, celebrated his birthday yesterday at the Open Day, and he was there in the flesh. I'm sure he got a lot of happy birthdays, and you never know, people could have brought cakes. I'll have, to, I'll have to find out if they did. Then fair play to town fans, but you're having a lot of cakes in front of him. But um, what is his middle name, boys? As always, got to do it. Middle names. <laughs> I knew it was uh, coming. Yeah, you know it was coming. You know it was coming. Because I can't think of any other thing to ask about Don Ball at the moment until he plays a lot. Yeah, but he has been doing really well in preseason, which we'll, um, we'll discuss, I'm sure, going into the Sunderland game 
about will he start at right back? But um, yes, anyway, for the audio listeners, because I'll put the um, the options on the screen, but what is Don Ball's middle name? Is it Chris, Martin or Scott? So there's a Chris, Martin or Scott. Of course, get involved in the comments below, but do not cheat. Do not go on his Wikipedia and find out because that is naughty, naughty people. Um, so let me get the answer up, actually. And um, Jupiter's gone. Martin, Sean's gone. Martin, Harry's gone. Martin, Welsh Mark has said, great beard work, boys. Best wishes from Welsh Mark. Love it, my friend. Uh, Bainsey then. Peachy, what do you reckon? Martin. Yeah, Mark, diddle for middle, Martin. Oh, uh, you're correct. You are correct. It is Martin. So it's 2-2. Two, two. It's Desmond going into the third question. Uh, Mike D's got not a clue. Scott. You've got to catch up now. It was Martin. Um, but don't worry, don't, don't worry, Mike. It's fine. Because uh, question three is maybe a question you, you'll like. And I think the boys will like. And it is on good old Pablo Canago. Ole, ole, ole. And he actually made his town debut up in Sunderland back in August 2001. When I was trying to look. It's also his birthday this month. So happy birthday to Pablo later on in August. Uh, Bainsey, when's your birthday? 20th. 20th August. So there we go. Maybe we have a nice little question on Bainsey later on in, in the, the, the Share it with Stephen with Stephen Ward, I think, if I Stephen remember Ward. off the top of my head. Yeah. Stephen Ward. Okay. I have to look which uh, player town player I share my birthday. Do you know Peachy at the top of your head? Do you know anybody? No. Well, when's your birthday? Uh third of April. Okay, well I'll I'll try to figure out that at some point and then we'll we'll sort of segue into the pod at some stage just to do it um but yeah get the comments as well anybody that you know any town players you share your birthday with let us know but anyway pablo canago question three he made his debut for town against sunderland uh, it was one nil defeat unfortunately kevin phillips scored the goal but um who did he replace in the game to make his debut was it jim Jilton, martin royster or herman O'Reilly? so came on as a sub um of course in the premier league back then good old pablo um, yeah, good old Pablo. It was great to see him back, weren't he? Back at the club last season. And I'm sure yeah. he's going to come to more games, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of former players will be keen to go back and definitely be watching championship football. Um, yeah, Pablo. God, what a man. Two spells, of course, at the club. Uh, get involved, I said, in the comments. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. And if you're listening on, as an audio, when you're just on your bike ride, your car trip to work, your dog walk, hope you're doing well. Uh, this is me just doing killing time, basically. Bainsey, Peachy, what do you reckon then? Absolute guess, Horidison. Rusa. Oh, I like that. Two different options. And let's quickly check the comments. Um, this was before I was born. So fair enough, Harry. Wow. Fair enough. Uh, oh, Jobs is gone. Share mine with Jonas J- Knudsen and Ben Diaf, of course, from part of the <laughs> KOA posse. So I love that. I love that indeed. Um, now, Bainsey, Peachy, you're both wrong, actually. It's Jim Jilton. Which, oh, super uh, Jim. Could surprise you. Could surprise you. I was actually trying to think of options. When I when I saw it was Jim Jilton, I thought, oh, can I do a few little, yeah, maybe a tack player there, maybe a full back. So there we go. Um I just can't I just couldn't imagine Jim getting subbed. I can imagine him kicking <laughs> off or like kicking the bench <laughs> or something. Yeah, definitely if they were losing this. So I think I, I don't yeah. so we lost this game one nil, but I don't know at a time when if we were losing one nil or they scored when Jim came off. Maybe that's what happened. Jim came off and then he was like, Go, that's why you don't take me off, because yeah. we don't lose if you take me off. So there we go. Well, we're going to the final question, still with Desmond. So let's jump right into it then. And it is against um or about Sunderland. Now, how many games has Town won at Sunderland in 28 encounters? 
So closest to the correct answer gets the point. If you get a bang on, then you get double the points. So you could win 4-2. So love that. Uh, get involved, of course, as always. Don't cheat, listeners. Do not cheat. Don't quickly go on head-to-heads and find out. But 28 games against Sunderland's. Um, of course, that's Stadium Light and was it the Roy Cup? Roker Park? Roker Park. Roker Park. Roker Park. I know I've seen us win at Sunderland once, so there's one. There's one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think, um, actually, to help you out a little bit, I think the last three games we've lost. So there you go. Nice little clue there, maybe for you. So our record isn't great the last three times. Of course, three of those games, I think, yeah, they must have been League One. We they did have be. that win on. We did have that win in the Netflix documentary, didn't we? In the first season, it was home game five two, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I'm just going to see what what people are saying. So let's go. Mark Welsh Mark's gone six. Charlie has gone seven. Just has gone nine. So um, no double digits here. So Bainsey Peachy, I don't know if that's helped you out at all, but uh, what do you reckon then? Ten. Seven. Ooh, seven. Now, someone has got it bang on. And uh, there's two, actually, two people has got it bang on. One person in the chat and one person here. And that person is Peachy and Charlie. Peachy does get the double the points. So that's 4 2. Um, and you have one, of course. But as always, tiebreaker time. And of course, Bainsey has to get it bang on, though, Peachy. Although, mm. you got it bang on for the final question. So, I don't know. Maybe... No, rules are rules. Yeah, that's if I gamble. On. That's if I can be bothered. Yeah, oh, next, next goal be... wins. Next goal <laughs> yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, as it's the first live what live uh, social, I'm going to gamble. Okay, I love that. I'm just going to quickly live for share. that gamble. Yes, I'm going to go over to our special guest. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that organised. Maybe in the future, I'll, I'll cross over to like a former random player and get them to uh, like do a question. So bear with me, guys. I'm going to try to do that, maybe. I'll try to contact some of my, my contacts and get some, um, I won't say live, but pre-recorded videos of questions. But um, final question, and a tiebreaker question, is on John Walk, who celebrates his birthday tomorrow. He'll be turning 66, um, or he'll be 66 when you listen to this, because you'll probably listen to this on a Friday or Saturday or whatever. But um, now, big question here. And I've probably done this a couple of times on the fan social because I'm lazy with questions, but I just thought this has got to be it because how many goals has John Walk scored for town in 678 games? So a tricky one for you, Bainsey, to get it bang on. Um, I hate but... I hate these questions because you're either like ridiculously over or ridiculously out. It's so difficult to yeah. judge. This is this is my era, so that's slightly helpful, I guess. I is know it... he scored 14 goals in one season just in, in Europe, just in Europe, didn't spell. he? Yes, yeah, he did. He did have a good spell, yeah. That one season, not in 1981, where he scored loads I'm, of goals. I'm not having midfielder a as well. Yeah, I'm not having a Mickey Stockwell moment here. But I forgot <laughs> he played midfield. Yes. When I first started watching it, it just John Walk played centre-back with David Lindigan. He did, yeah. That was his third spell, yeah. But yeah, he was goal-scoring midfielder back in, of course, the Boy Robson eras and stuff, the FA Cup, the FA Cup winning teams. Um, so, yeah, interesting one. Let's see. I think once again he's he's up there for you know appearance makers, goal scoring, and all that stuff. I don't know if that helps you at all, Bainsey. I know he's definitely in the top five probably of goal scorers. Um so to be clear as well with respect to my age, it was the, his last spell of town. That's not what I thought. Previous, not that's what, that's what, that's what I thought. Because I'm sure you would have more white in your beard and hair if you were 
definitely watched in the seventies. No, no, no disrespect to people who watched in the seventies. I'm just saying you probably have do have white hair now. Anyway, um, before I insult any more of our listeners um, from the seventies, um, let's get on to John Walk then. Um, what a man! What a legend! Uh, Peachy, we we'll start with you. How many questions? Uh, how many questions? How many goals did he score? <laughs> you muted my friend, but uh, it's fine. It's live. What We're a, live. What a fail! What a fail! Never done that before. Anyway, 89, 89. 89, like that. I went higher. I went one three four because you said about goal scoring midfielder and I, I had a lower number than that. Okay. Well, I don't know why I said I like that with Peachy because that is that is actually disgusting answer because, as I said, he's probably top five goal scorers at the club. Um, it is it is in the hundreds. Bainsey hasn't got a bang on. Let's see what the chat is saying. Uh, let's see. 64 goals, no clue. Josh, come on. John Walk. He scored a lot of goals. He scored in one season, he scored 30 plus goals. So that's that's a lot. Mark Waitley's got 147. Andy has got 111. Mark Jobs has got 133. Mike D's got 178. More like it. I like that, Mike. More like it. Um, because the correct answer is and now once again, this is all competitions. Uh and the correct answer is <laughs> bear with me. Trying to find it. 100. And 79. So Mike was Bloody one off. Hell. Although, did he, did you cheekily look and you just went, I'm just going to take one off just to make sure it doesn't look like I cheated. But 179 goals in 60, no, 678 games. So there's a lot of goals. But Peachy, you have one though. Bangsy, good effort. You were closer <laughs> than Peachy for that, but not bang on. Oh, that was embarrassing, that was. Just that's fine. Just, that's like, I thought like maybe one goal in seven, but that's like one in four, isn't it? From a pretty good, pretty good record. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mister Walk. If you're watching, I feel like I've, yeah. I've let you down. Yeah, a bit, no, no. A yeah, it's it's always good to win the strike. I mean, we always finish these. I go down to my wife, Lauren, and go just won the strike, and she goes, "Don't care, <laughs> don't care." But I do. <laughs> no, it's always good. It's always great competition as well, Mister Baines there, and also thank you, Ross, for looking up the questions. More squad numbers, though, please. I'm good at them. Okay. Middle, oh, what? Um, that was my, my planning was to do a squad number special, but um, I think uh, I'll do it one day. We'll do it one day. We'll do it in the future. If we, we next player we sign and then they get a you know, ridiculous squad number, they, they take 77 or something, then we'll go. It's got to be shit. It's got to be the uh, sweet Welsh Prince versus Bono for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I think Alex Jones, the new king, I think he's a squad number man as well. So um, he was all on that. As I said, I'm right 50 50. I'm like, yeah. Doesn't yeah, whatever. Nah. Um, just it needs. I need you need to have a number ten who scores goals. You need number nine who scores goals and all that stuff. Um, oh well, Harry, I'm just going to double check this before we get onto the um, the next thing. There, apparently, somebody has retired. Um, a former town player, a former captain. I'm just going to double check mm-hmm. this. Um, I do trust you, and I do trust you because um, he has made a statement. Luke Chambers has um, retired from football. He's done a post. Um, do I read a statement? I'm not very good at reading long things. Um, <laughs> Should we just give our thoughts on him? That's probably easy. Yeah, quickly, yeah. yeah. It has done a statement. You know, 21 years of professional football has reached its end for me. It's been an unbelievable ride. 871 appearances for four fantastic clubs uh, to finish my career in a top 10 record EFL appearance makers of all time. It's something I could never have dreamt of. Um, and then, yeah, you, you can see the rest of the statement on his Instagram and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, let's let's quickly chat about him as uh, Harry's sort of uh, t- let us know um, live on the show. Bainsey, um, thoughts on him then? Uh, once again, he's a 
I hate to say the word, but controversial figure because of how it ended. But um, he's a he's, he's a captain for that long and part of that promote or playoff team, not promotion team, because we, we lost in the end, of course. But yeah, over, over to you. Yeah, I think it was him and Dean. I looked weirdly before the season or a couple of weeks ago. It was him and Dean Lewington. They were both around the same number of appearances. So I think they were fighting for like to go up an extra couple of places in their all-time appearances. But but yeah, I think obviously. His time wasn't as successful as perhaps he'd hoped and we'd all hoped, but I don't think you can question his, his passion, his commitment. Um, you know, it's to, to be at the club for that long, have that many um, managers show faith in you and, and make you captain, that that shows what a, what a great character was uh, he was. And as well, um, you know, he did stuff for the club. Like I think he even hosted some of the youth players, didn't he, at, at certain points. Um, yeah, just obviously it ended very sadly and, and unfortunately with, you know, just just uh, after the, the demolition season. But but yeah, I think you have to have to give respect to his name for someone who's made that many appearances and has been trusted um, by by that many by that many uh, managers. And as well, he could have had the chance to go back to Forest, you know, way back when in January. But he decided, nope, I'll stay. I'll stay with you. Stay loyal. So I'll always appreciate that. Um, yeah, great captain. Will inevitably go down in town uh, town history as, as as one of the greats, despite obviously the the results not quite going his way. Yeah, I think that's what will always sort of part of his town career will be. He was the captain who saw town get relegated to the third tier after so many years. But um, love her or hate him, everyone loved the fist bump, didn't they? Everyone, everyone was up for that. After if we won, everyone was ready. Just and of course with Harry Clark bringing it back. You just love that sort of thing where you've got that connection to a player. Um, but Peach, over to you, my friend. Your thoughts on Luke Chambers retiring? Um, he's had a good career. Um, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, he has had a very good career. And like he's made over three hundred appearances for Ipswich. I mean, people will say it wasn't in the club's greatest time, but I think he gets a lot of unnecessary flack. All right, he was captain when we got relegated. He wasn't the manager. He wasn't the owner. He took a lot. From the way the club was when he was captain, it was literally owner, manager, him. You know, he it it does not rile me, but it annoys me the fact he does deserve respect on his name, in my opinion, because he was a great captain. Like I say, he housed the youth, a lot of youth players. I know um uh, Jack Lancaster's father, Stephen, always speaks a highly on the way he taught Jack, and I believe Brett McGavin as well. But you don't, yeah, so you don't make three hundred appearances for a club, and like. Like you had, um, it was a uh, obviously McCarthy made him captain, Hurst kept him as captain, uh, Paul Lambert kept him as captain. I know, obviously, with um, I don't know, did Cook keep him as captain while he was at that part of the briefly, season? and then yeah, and then the, that, yeah, yeah, I felt sorry for the what happened because like it was during COVID, and him and in my opinion, him and Scoosh didn't get the send off they deserved properly. But I'm just reading this, he says, say it's pro football he's retired from. So who knows? He might sign for Berry Town under Cole Scoose. I'd love that because I say I love him on league football. But yeah, no, he's. I think he's. People say legend, but like he's he's made three appearances for our football club, and I respect that. And like I say, he gets for me. I loved him. You could not fault his passion. I remember when it was at the like Bainsey reference when he could have gone to Forest. That was near the end of the deadline day, and we played Derby County that night. And we were absolute rubbish. Lost 3-0. And I remember seeing him just walk off the pitch, head in hands, probably thinking, why am I staying here, to be honest? 
but he did. He still led the team. And I'll say good luck to him in his future endeavours, whatever he plans to do with the rest of his life. And he, and he stuck around where really we had a revolving door with, with players. There were so many people coming in, in and out. So to, to last past that and to basically last to the point at which, you know, Paul Cook hit the, hit the blow up button, you know, it's, it's mm. really impressive. It shows what a great, great character was and what, what a great leader he was. So yeah, agree with Peachy. You know, I think you've got to put respect on his name just for the number of appearances he's, he's, he's made. Yeah. Best of luck to him. And he's like another player that settled down in the area, like a lot, a lot of players, you know, in Suffolk. And uh, I'm sure he'll he'll go to town games. I'm sure, and yeah, I'm sure he'll stick around. I think he's on Instagram a lot these days, so I think he does a lot. He's doing got a clothing line. I think he's doing all that sort of stuff. But as yeah, Peachy, he's you know you know retiring from the professional game. But you never know; he may rock up at uh, one of the non-league clubs in Suffolk. We'll, we shall wait and see. Um, Welsh marks put um, Joe, his son. Um, had a mascot day in our first season in League One and he said Chamber was great and had lots of time for him. And I think that's another thing. He was just always there to just for the community, just for, for players, young and old. Um, he was just there for him. So, um, yeah, fair play to Luke Chambers. Um, I think he'll always be remembered um, as a captain. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure we'll always welcome back to the football club, even though some fans may not love him or hate him. Um, he's a player that... Um, we'll remember, of course, and uh, best of luck for him, uh, whatever he does next, of course. Um, as, as Bono said, retirement claxon live on our first Kings of Anglia fan social live show. Uh, many, hopefully, more, many more next time, maybe a signing. So, there we go, keep that up. Let's see what happens. Let's see. I'll have to speak to the club and go, Yeah, can you announce a signing when we're live so we can do a claxon? <laughs> there we go. Um, but, boys. After that nice little added extra to the pod, let's go on to Sunderland then. The big kickoff for the championship is here. Uh, we have to wait, of course, until Sunday at 5 5pm. 5 um, thanks, Sky. Um, of course, live on Sky at Stadium Lights. Um, what do you reckon then, boys? The big question mark will be the starting eleven. Who will start the first championship season back? Bainesy, what do you reckon then? What's your, your starting eleven? Have you got it in front of you? Yeah, I've got it locked in. Um, so Vass in goal, obviously, really unfortunate news about Walton, and that's certainly you know a, a big uh, a big loss for us because you know absolutely phenomenal shot stopper. You know the 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 backbone of any good team is is the goalkeeper. So fingers crossed. You know it's not as bad as as first hoped, but but equally Vass is a really dependable backup. Um, there were loads of people on Twitter saying. Why would he stay to be number two and, and you know, to, to wait? And it's like, well, here you go. He's already going to be probably starting on, on Sunday. That, that's all you need as a, as a, as a second-choice goalkeeper for, for number one to, um, to, you know, to drop away. Um, the team, I guess, mostly picks itself. Uh, Davis, Edmondson, um, Wolfenden, right, right back. Edmondson. Sorry, I've got to stop you there. Edmondson, Okay. Interesting. Um, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do this as a, 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 a trio and go through the whole team because I think there's going to be many differences. And I think that's the first differences in my mind. I think um, Burgess starts for me. Peachy, is he starting for you? With long uh, Yeah, like I say, Halaki in goal. Same reasons like as Baines, he said. Obviously, Leif Davis, left back. Burgess, Wolfie. And for right back, I've gone for Mr. Dependable, uh, Janoi Danassian. I've gone the same as well. I know I know John Ball's done really well and there's been lots of, of chat around him, um, you know, doing a really good job. But I think you have to reward JD. JD's been exceptional. He's never let us down when he's um when he when he's played there and that's his actual position. It's not 
you know a, a makeshift right back is his actual position. So it's the, yeah. say he's the, sorry, they say he's the best defender, as in like one on one at the club. And like if we were up on our cover against, is it? I'd have still got. Is it Jack Clark at Sunderland? Yeah, he's going to need contain, and he is because he's a very, very good player. Very good. He is. Um. So yeah, Peachy, we've gone Burgess. Um. But Baines, you've gone Edmerson. Reasons. I yeah, I think it's easy to forget George Edmondson, and it, there was lots of lots of people last year, including myself. And he got injured, and when it was Burgess, it was like, oh no, it's Burgess. Oh no, th- that's our season over. He's a really, really good player, and I know he's he's had his ups and downs, and he's had his injury issues, but I think he's a really, really classy, classy centre back. So I I would I would give him a go. I think if you've in, you've clearly invested a lot of money in him because he would have been one of the, the big money moves when he when he came in. I think try him in the championship. I think give give him a go. I think he could be a really, really good player in the championships that was my rationale behind it no slight on Burgess at all he did a fantastic job last season um you know perhaps a more traditional defender in 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 the sense of a header and kicker but yeah either would be good either would be good I guess my preference just would be Ed Edmondson just 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 because yeah for the, the reasons I've given no, I like that. I like that debate and um get in the comments as well let us know your starting 11 for Sunderland but Peachy um can you expand on Burgess the reason why you instead of Fridge? I think just the way he ended the season with uh, Wolfie and our great defensive record, really. That's nothing against Fridge because I also think Fridge has come in for a little bit of unnecessary flack on social media during preseason. He's come out from injury and he's also been a week behind because he got he had that he missed a couple of the friendly didn't he? So he's a week behind everyone else. And yeah, he gave the penalty against Luton in a normal league game. He's probably not going to try and make that challenge. So. Yeah, I can see why Bainsey would say that. But I just went for Burgess because, like I say, that back four or three or five, however, the hybrid system, they were fantastic in League One. Just keep with it, to be honest. Okay, then I'm going to put the current team as we go through it on the, the screen below in a second, guys. But um, let's talk then about, say, the two midfielders, the two cities. Um, Sam Morsey is, you know, is there and he's just set in stone. Boom, there's the captain. But who's going to play alongside him? We've got options, a lot of options. Uh, Don Bull is one of them. Lee Evans is one of them. Jack Taylor. Massimo Luongo is a bit of a doubt going into the game. So maybe he's one you can just sort of go, sorry, mate, over there. But best of luck and speedy recovery, Mass, because he's fantastic. Sam Wars and Mass, they're great partnership. Uh, Cameron Humphreys as well is another option if, if needed. But, um, of course, he had concussion. I don't know if he'll be ready to go then. But um, Bainsey, Peachy, who are you going for? Um, to partner Sam Orsi. It's Taylor, isn't it? I'd, I'd imagine if you've if you're Kieran McKenna, you've spent that long chasing him and have wanted him for that long, you're going to want to use him at your first possible opportunity. So yeah, that's my reasoning. But yeah, lots of strength in that that department. Yeah, we are very very well stocked there. I mean, I've gone as if Luongo's injured and he's not playing. I've actually gone for Lee Evans. Because I just think for Lee Evans, because yeah, yeah. he people forget like during the start of last season before we got injured, he was our best midfielder. He was spraying the balls around, you know, he was picking up from the back four, back three, and Morsi was getting more chance to run on. I just hopefully you keep him fit. He's one of the best midfielders there. My, but well, I say we are so stocked there when you have got Taylor can play there, Humphreys, Don Ball. That's, that's, that's everyone, isn't it? Really? But yeah. I'll just go because I thought him and Morsi started the season well together as well. 
And I say, then you could argue if Luongo is fit, I mean, him and Morsi towards the end of the season was unbelievable. Okay then, that's fine. Um, as I said, we've got we've got it currently ticking across, and uh, we're going to make a decision live on the podcast on who's going to start where. So Alanki, JD, Wolfie, and then Burgess or Fridge. Um, let's make a decision, boys. Um, as I said, it's two against one. So is that how it works? If let's go, let's go, Burgess. It reward him for a really good finish this season. So I'll I'll, I'll concede on on that. Okay, and then um, yeah, we've got Morsey. Oh, we've got Davis, then Morsey, and then Taylor or Evans. Um, I'm it's to... really, it's a really difficult one because you think there's only two slots available. If you were Cam Humphreys and you were third option, then maybe like, yeah, I'd wait around. But you've got Luongo, you've got Ever, you've got players who really want to be starting. So it's going to be interesting to see how he keeps those players happy and involved. I guess you've got extra games, cups, and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's going to be a tricky one, I think. I think so too. Um, Charlie's gone. Morsey and Taylor in the midfield, um, and I'm I'm going more Taylor. Although I think it's a good, you know, good for, for what you said, Peach. I think yeah, Evans has done well as well. He's he's sort of he's at like third, or he's sometimes that second captain really, you know, behind Morsey because he, he's normally the captain in these preseason games if Morsey doesn't start. Um, so what what do you reckon? Are we going to go Taylor? Yeah, go Taylor. Yeah. Because okay. my other thought was it'll come in later on. If his injuries up, can Taylor play like a number 10? I know he's mm-hmm. not really played there. But has he, he played there much pre-season? I don't know. He's in mm. more. McKenna but, said he wanted him more advanced, didn't he? He said yeah. that was his kind of vision vision mm. for him. So I guess it ties in with the flexibility, doesn't it? If he can play there more deep, uh, deeper, but also, you know, one of the three up front then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll put Taylor... And Morsey together. Now let's talk about the, the the sexy stuff, the attacking players. Although you know defenders can be sexy, goalkeepers can be sexy, fullbacks can be sexy, of course. Um, where should we go next, Drekken? Should we talk about right sides? Um, will Wes Burns start? Are you starting Wes Burns, boys? Yes. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. That, that was easy. That was easy. Okay, we'll just we'll segue straight away then, because I don't think we need to talk about that then. Um, of course, Con Chaplin's starting, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Let's <laughs> do a question. <laughs> um, but now, actually, left side could be interesting because there's a few options here because Amari Hutchinson mm-hmm. can play there. Uh, Carl Edwards, Marcus Harness, who's had a really good pre-season. Or the Marcus Harness, that's another option for midfield. We didn't we didn't think of that, did we? He has played there, yeah. but I don't think so. Um, but who are you putting left midfield then or left inside forward or broadhead as well? Forgot broadhead straight away. Yeah, so... He's another doubt. He's another doubt. Yeah, because... Yeah. He's in my team, but he's a doubt. So if yeah, he wasn't for me, if he was a doubt, then do you know what? I'd put Carl Edwards there. Okay. Just he's got. I suppose. Oh my! I say that you got to think away from home. Well, he's quite. He's quite good defensive. So you know, I'm going with Edwards. Edwards. Okay, Edwards for Peachy Bainsey. What what are you going for? Edwards as well, or you? Yeah, Broad Broadhead was my was my initial. Fingers crossed, he is uh, he is fit. But I don't know. It sounds mental, but maybe you give Hutchinson a go. He's he he did well in preseason. You know, in the in the Innsbruck tournament. You know, maybe I mean you could you could do either or. You could either go Edwards put on Hutchinson after. Or, or vice versa. I think both offer really explosive pace. Yeah. Um, Hutchinson really intrigues me a lot. Of, lot of hype around him as well. The futsal, you know, background again is interesting. 
he could be one of those who absolutely tears up the championship, but equally he could be one where you're tearing your hair out. Maybe like a maybe like a Trevor uh, Trevor Chal- uh, Chalabar. Like yeah, he did really good things, but then he did really poor things. Maybe he might be like that. But hopefully or not. Like, but I guess that Maitland, would be my other option. Sorry, like a Maitland Niles as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you never know with these loanies. You never know what they're going to be because uh, we've had a few duds, of course, in the past, and but then we've had a good success rate as well with some as well. So we shall see. So we're going to go Edwards then on the left. Is that what everyone's thinking? Um, of course, Broadhead, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Broadhead, if, if it's oh, yeah. fit. Broad, Broadhead's yeah. both our first choice, so we can say that. Yeah. Um, so, from, so, yeah, but I think on the graphic here at the bottom, we'll put Edwards as it is. But, um, of course, ideally, Broadhead if, if possible. But just to complete it, we'll put Edwards down there. Then up front, George Hurst or Freddy Ladapo. Uh, who do you reckon then, boys? Who are you going to put um, your number nine? Oh, he's not going to be number nine because Freddy Ladapo is number nine. Um, but who, who's going to be? Who's going to be playing up front? Right. <laughs> well, I know what Mark Beck's screaming right now, but um, yes. <laughs> I would go personally because I in the away games, like in the running last season, George Hurst, I'd start Hurst, and he's been. I might say Freddie's been scoring in preseason, but I just think get her her starts for me. That's nothing against Freddie Ladapo either, because I still think he's a brilliant striker as well. We've got two very good strikers. People forget Freddie scored twenty goals last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what like you think, Bainsey? Yeah, I'd I'd exactly the same. I think it's similar to my reason with with Taylor. You've, you spent all this money on him. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna want to start him, but again. As, as you said, no slight on Freddie whatsoever. I think he'll play a vital role next season. Um, he he is different to Hurst. He offers something different. I think he, he will make an impact. But I think by default, Hurst is probably going to be the option, isn't he, go, going uh, going forward? Unless there's, there's a third striker that, that comes in that is one of the, the three, but we should see. But yeah, Hurst for me. Okay, then. That's the team, then. We'll, we'll put the team on the paper. Um, of course, Kieran McKenna. Uh, will let us know more about those injury doubts. Uh, hopefully, nothing too serious in there for Broadhead, because um, yeah, obviously he'll be the one starting on that left top, left hand side. But um, Josh Weeks is gone. I'm starting Harnuf if uh, Broadhead isn't f- uh, fit. Then bring Hudson in, maybe yeah, as the tired legs of Sunderland. You bring in Hudson, does his skills, does all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe Harnuf could be a good shout as well, potentially starting. So we shall see. Harry's gone. My team is this. Um, it's pretty much it's pretty much our team, um, but with Harnuf starting. I mean, Evan's starting, actually. So, so there we go. And Burge is starting as well. Mm. So, there you go. Andy's yeah. gone. I'll put Harness in on the left as he's had a really good preseason. So, hopefully, he'll continue that form. And, yeah, sometimes, definitely with preseason, players who are in form, start them because let that consistency go. And we shall see. Uh, Charlie's gone. Longo will probably be on the bench and not in the starting 11. Uh, lineups for a while as he is prone to injuries at the moment. Yeah, Sally. He has had a few injuries, isn't he? But, um, of course, thankfully, he got over those injuries last season. But pre-season, you get these little niggles, don't you? And you hope they, they won't affect you throughout this season. So, um, yeah. so there we go. Sorry, just quick. I think we've actually been a bit harsh on Harness, actually, because he's had a brilliant pre-season. Yes. I think I've done the dirty on him there, so I apologise. I think, fine. you know, so honestly, because he's one of them players, like some people thought, well, we might get, he might go out the door. But he's come back pre-season with a bit between his teeth. And he's been, the games I've seen him, he's been fantastic. Back to the Marcus Harness at the start of last season. So, ultimately, so. ultimately, competition is is only is only a good thing. It's a, it's a long old season. There's lots of really good teams there. You want lots of options, lots of lots of depth, and it's it's good. The likes of Harness has, have performed well because he's he's given McKenna a question. But 
but yeah, it's it's nice to see how well stocked we are in in a number of positions, and it will only do us do us good in the in the long run next uh, or season coming. Sorry. And of course, we're going to have nine people on the bench. Of course, we're going to use five of them, but we're going to have nine players. So we're going to have a stacked bench. Um, so that's another good thing. Alicia and McKenna will have choices. Okay, we've got you, got you, got you. All right, and let's bring you on. So maybe, as I say, we've got these doubts. Maybe Broadhead may not just may not risk him from the start, but he could be on the bench. And then what a player to bring on. What a player to bring on. But yeah. as, as we said, um, McKenna will do his press conference and we'll get some injury news um, when we get it, of course. But um, there we go then, boys. Well, we're getting to the hour now. It's been a great hour chat. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us live. But um, as always, prediction time. What do you reckon? Are Town going to start the championship with a win or a draw or a defeat? Bainsey, start with you. Are Town going to win? It's really difficult because in, in my head, I did have Town having a win. But I think the Walton thing perhaps threw me and made me think, oh, I, I obviously have faith in Ladke and I think he'll do good. But I'm going to go one all. I think it'll be a good game. I think there'll be lots of good stuff. I think ultimately the Stadium of Light is a really difficult place to go and someone made the playoffs next year. You know, they're going to be one of those teams that they're up there, no, no doubt, and one of those those really good teams. Um, and I, you know, hope, hope I'm wrong. I desperately do. I'm, I'm saying one all, I think. Okay, well, that's, that's okay prediction. That's fine. You didn't, you didn't predict a defeat, so that's good. Um, Joss has gone for a draw as well. He's gone 1-1. Um, Callie is joining us. Evening all. Welcome, my friend. He's gone for a 3-1 town win on Sunday. Ball, Burgess and Hurst to score. Dominic Ball, then. Is he starting for you, then, Callie? Is he starting? Or is he coming off the bench and scoring a bullet header? We shall see. But Peachy, over to you, my friend. Um, Bainsey has also have a think of your goal scorer for town. But uh, Peachy, your prediction. Um, like I say, I always like my... My heart always predicts a town win, but Stadium of Light, potentially 40,000 people there. It's going to be a tough game, and I'm actually going to go for a 2-2. 2-2. And I think the goals will be scored by George Hurst, and then the Dapo will come off the bench to rescue a point. Rescue a point? Yeah, yeah, I think Sunderland will still be on the high, and it's like I always like to predict a down win, to town win, but I just think a draw is not a bad result, and I think we can easily get a two-two, or even like say like a one-one. But I just think there's gonna be goals. There's gonna be goals in this one. I hope there is yeah. anyway. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> too. And I've gone for a Desmond as well. I've gone for two-two, and Charlie as well in the chat's gone two-two. He's gone Chaplin Hurst to score. Um, I've gone for Chaplin to score, and I don't know. I think just trying to think of a out of nowhere player to score a goal. Who doesn't score many goals? Screamer, 40 yards. Yeah, late late equaliser, boom, goal. JD had, had to wait a while. He was just waiting for the championship, weren't he? He was just waiting to come back to the yeah. championship and score. So so there we go. So that is it. We've all gone for a draw then uh, to start the, the season, which is not too bad because staying alight, Sunderland, Tony Mowbray, of course, um, live on Sky, big crowd. Um, of course, the town fans are in the gods up there uh, so it's probably not the not really an ideal game to start the season off with actually with a team who just lost in the playoffs who are going to be wounded animals you know losing the black cats of um, Sunderland so um, we shall see how we get on but um, that's been another fan social in the books um, thanks for everyone for joining us Andy's gone 2-1 with Burns winner in the 80th minute I'll take that Andy I'll take that all day long my friend I'll be that I'll be happy with that um, but Bainsey Peachy any other business my friends as we wrap this up 
the first live outing of the fan social. Bainsy, over to you, my friend. Anything to add? Yeah, thank, thanks for having me along. Been really pleasurable uh, evening with you gentlemen talking about town. Um, and what I would say is subscribe to the EADT and I'm crossing my fingers that I will be getting that Amari Hutchinson uh, shirt as well. But yeah, well worth the money. I've I found it really good. The app's really decent. So yeah, definitely uh, support support the KOA and everything. They do all the fine work they do and, and subscribe is, is well worth your money. Yeah, top man. I've got a flash out on at the moment. Six, what? Pound, six pound for six months. I can't, I can't get it right. I'm sorry for you for watching. <laughs> dear, dear me. But yeah, six pounds for six months for all our content, ads free and all that sort of stuff. Um, and also, I'm just going to plug it now because Callie's put in it. He's, he just, his KOA hat has just arrived through the post and he loves it. Um, of course, I've got a cheeky mug. Peachy's got a hat there as well. Um, so yeah, merch store. Check it out. KOA, get all your great merch. Uh, Jobs has gone. Safe journey to Sunderland All Town fans. Yes, safe journey. Um, hopefully, you've used this podcast as part of your journey. So, um, hopefully, now in Sunderland, maybe, and um, you're enjoying the, the sights of the Northeast. Um, Lewis reporting. Good old Lewis. Good always seeing you, my friend. 1 1 draw as well. He's gone. Philip's gone 1 1. So, a lot of draws predicted. Uh, but, Peachy, over to you, my friends. Any other business? Um, basically, echo a lot what um, Baines he said. Do a Ross on the main published you. Disagree with him. Um, just the other thing, bit of a shout out to Sunderland because they're doing a like a sort of Marcus Stewart's the guest of honour, isn't he, for the game? So I hope they raise a lot of money for his charity, like good old Mike did. So yeah, I think that's just a real nice touch. Like he's adored by both sets of fans. So and yes, any anyone heading up there, safe trip, and hopefully bring back three points. But I'll take the one up the town. Love it, my friend. Love it. Well, um, thanks everyone for joining us on the live show. If you're listening on audio, thanks for joining us as well. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we're hoping to do many more of these throughout the season. So, yeah, stay tuned. Get ready for it. And um, hopefully it's not been too much of a shambles. Baines and Peachy were the professionals. I was just here pressing the buttons and hopefully saying the right things. But um, it's been another great show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as always, follow us on all our socials. You can follow Baines and Peachy on their socials. Of course, follow Kings of Anglia on all the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTube, and all that sort of stuff. And if you want to get involved in the show, be part of a live show, be part of game day, and all that sort of stuff, get in contact with me at Ross Mini UK or on Kings of Anglia. So we want to get some new voices on the channel, more faces on the channel. Uh, so yeah, get in touch and um, be great to hear from you. And uh, yeah, bring on Sunderland if you're going. Uh, enjoy it. Safe travel up there. If you're not, follow the game with us. As uh, Bainsy said, as Peachy said, you can. Um, subscribe to our content for £6 for six months and get all the, the written and video content all there. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. We'll be back for future shows. Uh, we've got Game Day, React, all the other bits and bobs. So stay tuned. Bye-bye for now.